Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's FT Live. Winter meetings time. It has been insane. Oh, my gosh. I can't even take a breath. And there's another trade, another signing. Scotty Braun, AJ Przinski, Eric Kratz. I'm glad I had yesterday off. Oh, my gosh, dude. Too busy, too busy getting trophies. You know? Do you have FOMO? Of missing yesterday? You're missing yesterday? No, because nothing happened. Oh, man, dude. But we were <laughs> recapping the Jared Kelnick trade from the night before. That was huge. It was huge. Huge. For the Marco Mariners. Gonzalez. Yeah, well. Jared Kelnick can now try to win 100% of the game instead of 54%. That's of the a big games. upgrade. That's a, what, a 46% yeah. upgrade. So um, this is usually my favorite uh, image when the winter meetings are slow because it happens pretty frequently. And I do think that eventually we should do something like a trade deadline during this time period to get more activity. But um, if you're listening to the pod right now, this is Eno Saris posting the little sketch of whatever that thing is, poking something like winter meetings. Kratz, Are you dead? Do something. Do something. This is the best. This is the best. We should, if everybody, if Shohei was traded, or I mean, Shohei signed, Soto was already traded, and... Blake Snell signed already. Like we'd be like, oh no, it's December, December fifth. We got a whole two months of an off season. We would have nothing to talk about. So this is great. Draw it out. The intrigue is incredible. We got stories of like clandestine like meetings in the place where I got drafted down in the down in the D- Dunedin, people can't even find Dunedin on the map, and that's where their training complex is. If Shohei was there checking out what an indoor indoor batting cages, his locker, and they have a they have a covered they have a covered infield. I mean, this is all intriguing. Yeah, well, that place is nice though. That place is Listen, super I've nice. Been there Did recently. you see the new version? You've I seen was there two the months ago. Oh, okay. with my son. So here, this is why we're not at winter meetings. Tell everyone, we're in Florida to report on what's really going down at winter meetings, which is Shohei's in our state Shohei showed up in Dunedin for no reason. (laughs) I don't know. I I just don't understand why they're making this. I know where he's not signing, and we'll tell uh, Mike Wilner when he comes on later. He's not signing with the Blue Jays because the camp already said if someone leaks it there, he's talking to a team, they're out. So guess what? Congratulations, Toronto. You guys are fucking out. The rest (laughs) of the league are in, okay? John Moreau, JP Morosi reported the Braves are in. Guess what? Mark Bowman said they're out because they talked about it, right? <laughs> so you know where he is going to sign because nobody's mentioned it? Where? The White Sox. What <laughs> person on earth has said he's talking to the White Sox? No one Sox. said Vegas A's either. Oh, good point. Yeah. I was like, it took me a minute. I'm like, who the hell are the Vegas A's? <laughs> they, they need to be. They need You'll to get be used group. to it eventually. You got they're just the A's. They're just the A's. Yeah. They don't, right. they don't, they don't want to no be, they don't be locked to one place. That's true. Could be the Sacramento A's. So anyway, just for everyone well, to hey, know. Hold on, hold on before we get into this. Yeah. Kratz, if you were if you were Shohei's agent, wouldn't you want people to know who you're talking to? Like, especially if you'd be like, oh, we're talking to the Blue Jays. Oh, we're talking to the Yankees. Oh, we're talking to the Braves. Oh, we're talking to the Dodgers. Oh, the Angels are still in it. Doesn't that help your market? Or is 
Shohei just so big that it doesn't matter. I think it doesn't matter. I think the, I think they're only they have everything out there. They have all of his ability and how he'll fit into a team and all of this like marketability. I think the secrecy gives teams like, oh no, if they just talk to the one team in an entire country to the north of America, we have to we have to charge more because now all of a sudden we know that his advertising dollars could be as much as. 30 million up there. So they're going to be able to pay more for him than we are here in Dumpland, San Francisco. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to push it. This is maybe the one time that the Blue Jays have a leg up on other teams because this guy wants secrecy. And normally teams are like, okay, we have to, the Blue Jays are like, we have to overpay for a free agent to get them to come to the North. Now teams are going to be like, oh no, the Blue Jays are in. There's a huge marketing ability, marketability up there. So we got to pay more. So secrecy is great. Uh, see, I kind of, as a fan, I kind of want to know more though. Like I know this yeah, is Yeah, of course you do, but they don't. His camp says no. And if you say His, anything, that's we'll right. That's why the Blue Jays are out. Sorry, Blue Jays fans. Whoever no, the Blue Jays are out. Leak it. Blue Jays didn't leak it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who leaked it. It doesn't matter. They said if your team is mentioned with them. Also, Winky no. Betts, though, moving to second base, doesn't that mean they're maybe looking? For a DH. Well, <laughs> Outfielder my, my DH? thing is, I think Toronto did leak it, and here's why. They didn't intentionally leak it. Ross Atkins not being at the winter meetings, doing a sketch rando Zoom call with reporters, not saying where he is. Where? What else do you think's going on? And John Schneider, the manager, is doing his session, or he spoke, I think, already today instead of yesterday. That is leaking it. You're not there. You have to lie better for Shohei. You have to say oh, we had a travel issue, our private jet ran out of fuel, and so we had to land in... Dunedin? We had to sure. land in Dunedin? <laughs> Dunedin. <laughs> so we'll be there in a day or something like Dunedin? that. Uh, I have. I have. Okay. I was, yeah, gonna, I was oh, there for, for 30 for 30 thing? I was there for Charlie Montoyo's first two days okay. as skipper. That's who funny. I really liked, great personality. But yeah. yeah, I was there at least once, maybe twice. Because, I mean, it is a dot. But I was... I was also, it is. It's I was like there. Between, it's like north of Clearwater. And nobody really, Tarpon Springs, Clearwater. It's not really like, I'd like unless to you're those. going to the Blue Jays <laughs> to watch a Blue Jays game, you wouldn't even know Dunedin, I don't think, is because there's not, it's not like a huge town at all. Tell downtown. me more. I'm Shohei's camp. Tell me more. You're no, I think, me dude, so I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the minor league, now the big league stadium they redone, but the minor league facility they have there now is top notch. Mm hmm. I mean, they have would, every. They got a pitching lab. They got a hitting lab. They got indoor infield. They have indoor everything. They have out four or five fields outdoors. Uh, weight room inside out. The weight room is twenty five thousand square feet. It's gigantic. I mean, with outdoor and indoor, two stories. I mean, it's an incredible place. But I mean, yeah, I but you're, yeah, but you ain't, going, you ain't signing with Toronto to go to the minor league facility. I promise no. you that. And if you and if that's where you're working out, if you're like, oh, I want to work out at the minor league facility. The big league place is five minutes down the road. When I was drafted by the Blue Jays, they redid the entire minor league building, essentially. The field stayed the same, but the building, they redid it. It was brand new. My first year, we got I got drafted and went to minicamp. It wasn't available. We had instructs at it. That was the first thing that was at the brand new building. My last year, they tore it all out and built everything that they have now. And so it was like, that place lasted my entire career. But you still have to drive five minutes over because 
big league camp starts at the minor league facility, and then you essentially move over to the big league facility, which is nice. They made some adjustments there, but you're still always like driving across town to go over to the big league facility, which is where they play the games, which is kind of like in downtown Dunedin. You guys are just so convincing for Shohei right no, now. No, but we're just explaining like, the Blue it's Jays a blip thing. on the right. I know. I'm kidding. It's a, such a small. But I tell you what, man, playing for teams. And, and I, when I was in San Francisco, the big league stadium and the where you worked out were two different places. That sucks, man. We just, we used to have to get in our car, get dressed at the big league, drive over to the minor league complex, <laughs> work out, and get back in our car and drive back to the big league complex. It's like, That's what stupid. are we doing? This is the major leagues. Yeah. But I will say this. It's a smart move for Toronto to convince him to come check out a new facility like that because he's coming from the Angel Spring Training facility. Anyone want to comment on that? Don't. Outside it's in the same tent. spot. They're on the same. They do have a, a yeah, but it's a, they have a cool mountain in left field. They have not put anything into that place. They've been saying, I think, for years, no crats, that they were going to improve it and rebuild it or even find a new home for it. I got to look back to the entire story, but I've heard, you know, from complaining people within the organization how much of a dump it is and how much it has not changed, even though they promised it would. Shocker. They have a pop-up tent that you get for graduation parties that they put all their weights and all the like exercise equipment, their ellipticals underneath so that you can do your exercise in your Pilates with AJ. Like that's what they pop up and it's in the parking lot and there's like chain link fences around it. It's, it's tremendous. But I'm sure they're sitting there going, ah, eh, it's only a month. Why would we need to build a new facility? Because you ain't getting Shohei back. Yeah. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Well, now you got to save because they're not going to make tons of money off of Shohei Otani. That's the whole thing. I think whichever team signs him, they're profiting off getting this player alone between the marketing, the deal with probably NHK to air all the games, et cetera. You can look into all of that. So here's the deal for today, okay? A little bit unconventional because it's winter meetings week. Number one, we're going to talk to Mike Wilner coming up, who's very plugged in on the Toronto Blue Jays. And that'll be in about five minutes. 20 minutes after that, we will talk to the savior of the winter meetings, Kenny Ballgame Rosenthal. And I'll explain why in just a moment. And tonight, we will be back on for a special winter meetings edition of FT Live at 6.30 Eastern time, whether anything's happening or not. If we have to bring sticks and just poke at the winter meetings for an hour, we'll do it. We'll answer all your questions. We'll bring on more people. So look forward to that as well if you're uh, at work right now and you want a little more when you get home. So the reason that Ken Rosenthal is saving the winter meetings is that last night, for example, from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m., when you're expecting some big news to drop, it happens often at the winter meetings. Of course, nothing's happening. Ken posts not one, but two articles. I'm like, thank you. At least something. And it's got some juice to it. And one of those stories was what we're talking about right now in Shohei Otani. Um, the other one was about the Juan Soto market, which we'll get into in a little bit, too. Let's spend a few minutes on this because we might not have time for it later. Hot corner time on, I guess, the freshest news that we've gotten from Nashville right now, which is in regards to the Angels. And how crazy would this offseason have been if it's Otani, Yamamoto, and other big free agents, Soto traded, and Mike Trout traded? That would have been nuts. It's not happening. 
Perry Nation, who is the GM of the Angels, came out today and said what you're looking at um, to the right of me. He definitely will be not will not be traded this offseason. And, and even here's the direct quote for you. I dug it up. It's a good one. Mike Trout is not getting traded 100%. Not 99, 100%. So clearly, in my mind, Kratz, discussions have been had already with Trout and front office slash ownership, and they settled on staying and him being the only guy that they can market around for next year, which is going to be a very challenging year for the franchise. Or Shohei called him and was like, hey, is Mike going to be back? Uh <laughs> If he's not going to be back, then I, you have no chance of signing me. But if he's going to be back, just let me know. And so Perry let him know. 100% no chance. I mean, I would have agreed with that before he said that, but it would have been cool. At least find out what you got. Like, put your dance card out there. See who wants to dance with you. See if you can do something to upgrade your team. Because just Mike Trout probably ain't doing it. Unless Rendon it can somehow get back on the field and do what he did when he was with the Nats. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Are you not. serious? You really think he can get back to that? I mean. Can, can I come out on, on? Did I say? Did I say no, he was no. going to? No. No. Here, well, we talked, we've talked about this already a bunch. Should Tr- Did Trout have the power to go and say, hey, trade me? Yes. And everyone we talked to, including his former manager, Joe Madden, was like, he is not that kind of person. Which I get. Listen, Mike Trout loves Anaheim. He's, listen, if I lived in Newport Coast, I'm sure he has a gigantic house right there on the water and goes to Javier's every week and gets a margarita and sits there and watches the sunset. It's a great place, right? But, man, he's been there since, what, 2011? They never won a playoff game. They're 0-3 in the playoffs. Made it once. It's just – it sucks, man. It sucks for Mike. It sucks for the Angels. It sucks for the Angels fan base. Because, you know, you want to see Mike Trout, he would look weird not in an Angels uniform. But at the same time, what Kratz said, if you're Perry Manasian, just just put put the little troll in it out there. A little, yeah. see what fish comes up and, oh, maybe a team might make take a bite. And you're like, well, we can't turn that down for Mike. Not only will it clear us money forever, because he signed forever, but also we can get four, three, four, five prospects back and start reloading this organization. Because, listen, if they lose Shohei, I mean, I know they have some some nice pieces. The first baseman was shortstop, the first baseman, the catcher. But they still need pitching. Their pitchers aren't where they need to be. Their bullpen needs help, right? Their, their whole other – they have a lot of holes. And Rendon, if he comes back, great. But, you know, again, it, who knows with him. Uh, but it's just it, – it's such an organization that is just such a mess right now from the top down. And – it's sad because my, I want to see Mike play in the postseason. I want to see Mike and Otani play together in the postseason. Probably not going to happen. But I love Wash, and Wash is a great guy, but I love Phil Nevin. He didn't do anything. He couldn't help him. So it's just it's just such a mess. Everything they seem to do, they seem to step on each other. It's like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're walking this way, and then they step on their tail over here, and then they turn around and go the other way. It's just It doesn't make sense what they do sometimes. So I don't know. I hope it all works out because, like I said, I love Wash. Trout's a great player and a great dude. Uh, I love Phil Nevin, though. Again, he didn't work out, so I don't know. It's just it's just a mess over there. It's going to be tough for Wash. I'm going to feel bad for him this year. He said there's, they got something up their sleeve, though. Did you see that? What? When they asked him about Otani, he's like, I ain't going to give it away. Well, what? why did he say that? I don't know. 
because if you give anything away, no, you get punished. He didn't want to he didn't mention by name. He's going to the Angels, people. No, you get punished. No, but he didn't mention him by name. He just said he we got didn't He goes, that. I don't want to comment on that because there's something going on. That doesn't mean he selects you. That just means he doesn't kill you. Oh. Right? He's like a ninja. You're you're dead to him if you talk about him. Oh, so we're all so, dead. That's why you won't The come Angels on the show? are still in the running, even though it's a very low chance. Oh, that he won't come on this because show. Because we talk about him every single day, so he won't come on. We haven't have we uh, we have actually officially we, asked. We <laughs> I was gonna say, have we officially asked? I feel like we actually have. Uh, yes, and, every day. And we gotta know. But that's okay. Um, all right. So let's bounce around a few other topics before we bring on Mike Wilner and get more into the Otani Soto market. Um, do you want to talk Soto for a sec and the latest here? Because the other Ken article that he dropped um was about how the Yankees are essentially publicizing what the Padres were asking for felt almost like they're trying to guilt the public into saying, Oh, how ridiculous are the Padres for asking for all of these Yankees prospects. And on the other side, it's like 25 years old, top five hitter in the sport platform season. He's going to be a free agent. You also get a leg up depending on who the team is on signing him, which you know, a few people that were on the show mentioned yesterday. Don't forget about recent trades of this magnitude like Mookie Betts and Francisco Lindor. They both ended up signing extensions with those particular teams. Uh, Cody Bellinger is the top position player available on the market. After that, it could be a pretty large drop-off. Sure, Randy Arozarena could be a name that's in the mix to be available as well, but there's not a lot of position player talent that's available. You start adding all of this up, even the Mookie Betts trade, for example, and people are trying to make a comparison there. Do you know how much money the Dodgers took of David Price's contract, that was not just an exchange of names of some prospects, yes, who some didn't work out, Jeter Downs. Connor Wong actually has been you know, a big league catcher. Verdugo has been a big league outfielder for them. It's obviously, you're not going to get to bet status in a trade like that for one season. But you know what a big part of that trade is? More than half of that trade was? 96 money. million. Money. 96 million left. They picked up 48 million dollars. The Padres are trying to attach maybe Grisham, and he's making he's going to make like four or five. That 48 million dollars. Teams have gotten so cheap. I don't know if any team would even do that again nowadays. And don't forget, they also had to sign Betts to an extension. The Dodgers, right? So not only did they get the 48 million, but they also signed Mookie to what 300 million dollar contract. Yeah, which is what the Red Sox also didn't want to do, which is why they traded him because you know John Henry doesn't have any money. Liverpool makes no money for him in English. <laughs> that you know, Mookie Betts <laughs> in general, though, just not a guy you want to build around. Like, no, he's terrible. Not he's friendly, not positions. versatile. Doesn't do every single thing on the field. You know, probably not going to play well consistently. Hein Bloom only pulled that trade. Only pulled that trade off his first job as a Red Sox. Exec. He was forced to do. Big on. That's your job as the GM. But he gets buried for that. But that was what he was told. And to he do. made the playoffs two years later. True. Yeah. Uh, true. He's fired. Listen, the, the Soto thing to me is is, is posturing. There, no team needs him more than the Yankees need him at this point because now the fans are like, oh, Derek, or guy behind the scenes is like, oh, we got to have Soto. I'm a Yankee fan. We need Soto or die. And so, you know, it, it's it's now it's to a point where now that's what the Yankees are doing. Now they're posturing. And no team in the history of baseball has ever overblown their prospects more than the New York Yankees. What was it? Montero, the catcher. Remember, he came out and had like a good week. Jesus like, Montero. Best player of all time. Center of the Mariners. Never hit, like played like a week and was like, oh, you're out of here. You know, it's like it, it, the Yankees are great at this. So, I, listen, the Yankees need Soto. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's where Yankee fans now are involved, and that's when it gets personal. 
It is a great call. Remember the Oakland trade too? There's a couple guys. I'm trying to remember. Not the Montas one. The one before that. There's like three guys in there that were talked about a lot. I'll find it while we talk to our next guest. But they were hyped as hell. None of oh, them yeah, worked yeah. out. You're talking about the left-handed hitter that broke his knee in... Oh, first game. In the White At the yeah. White Sox. At the White Slid Sox. into the oh. electrical box. Yeah, the basically Sox. I haven't seen him, unfortunately, since. Caprillion, I think, was in that deal. Caprillion. Who was a big Jackson deal at the time. Had some injuries. And He's still pitching for him, though. Who was that for? Was, that, was Trevino in that deal? Trevino came over. And someone no, else. No, 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 no. That no, wasn't Trevino. That. No. All right, I'll, was, I'll find uh, it. So, and also, there's people in the Nick chat Swisher. that are about to tell me yeah. as well. So, wasn't next um, Anyway, let's bring in our first guest of the day here on FT Live, Mike Wilner, who uh, does a fantastic job covering the Blue Jays and baseball for the Toronto Star, and also the star of the Deep Left Field podcast, which we'll tell you more about. And we have a little pretty wallpaper to show about it coming up in just a sec. Uh, Mike, great to have you on. Wow. I will say before it was like kind of official that we found out that Otani is in Florida, we already lined up to speak to you. So impeccable timing to have you on this show for the first time. How are you and how has the past 24 hours been for you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm at the home office and not in Nashville, so I'm not around all that, uh, you know, constant buzz and searching for Ross Atkins and all that stuff. Well, he's there now. Uh, but but it's you know it's been really interesting. There've been a lot of people who've wanted to talk to me uh, lately, and and it's it's kind of cool to have the Blue Jays playing in the deep end. You know, a, a lot of um, a lot of people seem to believe that they're not real major players in free agency, but they've signed some of the most sought after free agents in each of the last three off seasons or, or four. Um, so you know they they've they're really positioned well. They've got the money. And they've improved their facilities to such a huge extent that they are right in the thick of things, I think, in, in the Otani sweepstakes. Wait, Mike, where are you? Are you at the winter meeting? Is this a ruse? Have you built this room to secretly secretly shroud your your whereabouts so that Shohei does not know you're talking about him? Well, he... he uh, Fortunately, I'm not affiliated with the team, so me talking about him, I don't oh, think you're ruins so anything. Yeah. So we're good. So we're good with it. Even though, yep. even though you have all those bobbleheads, Shohei might not want to go to the Blue Jays. What does this? <laughs> what does this? All the things you mentioned, the facility, you know, meeting with those things. What do the Blue Jays? What their? What's their number one selling point to Shohei Otani coming to the six? That's a good question. I don't know what what I would put at the top of the list. I mean, first of all, you've got, uh, I mean, you remember what the player development complex, such as it was in Dunedin, used to be, yep. um, but now it's the best in the sport, and they, you know they've they've redone the whole thing, and and people, new Blue Jays rave about it. Um, it's one of the first things they talk about. They're also redoing the facilities at Rogers Center for the players. It's going to be the biggest clubhouse in the major leagues. They've redone the weight room. They're they're redoing all the behind-the-scenes things that make players better uh, and that make players comfortable. And I think those things are going to be a huge selling point for a guy who, you know, in Japan, Shohei Otani before he came to the major leagues, had the reputation as someone who um, goes to work out, then goes 
home to read about how he could work out better and then wakes up, plays, and goes to work out. So, um, you know, the Blue Jays have done everything possible to make Toronto as an as attractive a destination, uh, maybe even the most attractive destination for that sort of thing in the major leagues. The other thing is you get to play for a whole country. You know, Toronto Blue Jays fans exist coast to coast to coast in Canada. Uh, you've got 36 million potential viewers watching every game. Every game is televised nationally, and you you play for a whole country, and that's that's a big deal, uh, I think, to a lot of people. And, you know, the team. They've been in the playoffs three of the last four years. The other time they missed the playoffs by one game and might have been the scariest team in the major leagues at that point when they missed the playoffs. Uh, they've got the best pitching in the major leagues, best pitching in defense uh, last year, and he would add a dimension to the offense that you would think would would get them over the top. There are a lot of really good selling points for it. Okay, Mike. So now that we've established the Blue Jays are out because you guys are talking about them, so now let's get into why they should be in. Uh, you mentioned all the facility upgrades. You mentioned all this, but has Drake come on yet? Has Drake has Drake made his case yet to Shohei? Because I feel like if Drake picks up the phone and says, "Yo, Shohei, this is Drake. Come to the six, probably could get him there. So, Mike, I don't know if you know Drake or not, but you should call him. You know, shoot him a tweet or whatever. Get him to call Shohei. Then it's Done deal because no one says no to Drake, right? There is a picture floating around uh, on social medias of Drake wearing a Shohei Otani All Star Game jersey. Uh, it's from the summer, but that that might be uh, the best we can do. But you know, the Blue Jays were playing the Angels in Toronto on the day of the Raptors victory parade uh, five years ago or whenever it was. So. You know, maybe Otani ran into Drake then. Maybe they they uh, exchanged digits, and and Drake is trying the recruitment process as well. Okay, I've seen the facility where they work out. I was the there at the original facility. They built that when I got drafted, and then it lasted my whole career. I mentioned it earlier in the show. It's an eighty million dollar facility. Shohei could build his own. Okay, is Shohei going to be comfortable in Toronto? Is there enough of an opportunity for him to not be seen? Because we don't even know the name of his dog. So if he comes to Toronto, is he going to blend in in a city that is very, you know, a lot of people blend in. It's a lot of population. It's on top of each other. Can he blend in and do what he wants to do, which you had said, is play baseball? I mean, if he wants to, he can live at the ballpark and just uh, go through the back corridors in and out and never leave the footprint the whole time that, that he's in Toronto. Uh, I would hope you would want to go out and explore a little bit wherever he is, you know, whatever city he winds up in. Uh, he's going to be recognized. He's going to be mobbed. There's no way for that guy to really blend in. But, um, you know, up here... It's we have it's a very diverse city. There's a lot of different people from a lot of different cultures and a lot of different backgrounds. And um, there's a little Japan and a little Korea and a little everything. Um, and if he really wants to to be immersed in that sort of thing, he, he can be here. And if he wants to hide, there are places to hide, you know, uh, lots of 
I don't know, lots of Blue Jays, but several Blue Jays have lived at the ballpark in the hotel that's attached to the ballpark. And if you want, you never have to go outside on a homestand. All right, Mike. So you mentioned the new facilities, but Toronto, from everyone I know that's ever played for Toronto, and I believe Kraus can back me on this, they do more things for their players that people don't hear about, helping them housing-wise, phone-wise, customs-wise with their family, doing little tiny things to help players out. And from what I've heard, I obviously didn't play for the Blue Jays, but every guy I know that went and played there, I mean, maybe one or two was like, ah, but every team has those guys, right? But almost every guy that has played for Toronto has loved it. Do they call in current players, former players, and say, show, hey, listen, this is what we'll do for you. This is how we can help you. Again, you have Rogers, the, the the national company of phone and TV and everything basically in Canada. It seems like obviously they have the money, but they have the best recruiting pitch other than the weather maybe and it's you got to cross the border, right? So it seems like everything would work because Toronto to Japan, I'm sure there's a direct flight from Toronto to, to Tokyo or, or whatever. So, I mean, it seems like a great fit. So, man, I, I mean, I know Canada would love this. Yeah, and and you know what? It does really seem like a great fit, and and I know that I, you know, saying that sitting here in Toronto, trying to sell the city that I've lived in my whole life, it's uh, there's there's a little bit of a bias too. But everything you you said is right, and you know there there are people who are reluctant to come to Toronto. There are people who don't know where it is, who are afraid of Canada and the weather and all that stuff. But um, you know the weather here is really not that much different from the weather in any of the northeastern cities uh in the u.s or the um you know a chicago or a pittsburgh or a cleveland or detroit uh or anything like that it's probably better than san francisco in the summer um but every player that i've ever spoken to once they've gotten here ha has said how much they love it and and how wonderful the city is how like you said, much the team takes care of the players and goes out of their way. Um, the, the family playroom that they built as part of this new renovation is unbelievable. Um, it, it really, it, it really does seem like, like I've, I've never been embedded with other teams, so I don't know what those organizations are like. And, and Eric would be able to speak to it, having played for the Jays and, and played for other teams. But it really does seem like it comes across how well they take care of the players, how well they take care of the families, how much they help. Um, it's it's a wonderful selling point, all that stuff. All right, Mike. So real quick before we go, do they have the do they have the ability to if they if this does happen with Shohei, you need a six man rotation. So you need five other starters when he does pitch presuming he'll come back after this elbow mystery elbow surgery that he had in pitch will they be able to do that and then they will be able, will they be able to accommodate Guerrero Bichette, all these other guys they have because when Shohei's in the lineup you can't put oh Vlad has a sore knee will DH him not put him on the turf will they be able to fit him in because he kind of takes up a lot of space on your team and paying all of those well, guys and keeping Vladdy and Bo true. for Shohei didn't you say they have a separate budget if they get him yeah, I think they have been led to believe that there's a unicorn budget so that if, if uh, they get Otani, uh, that they can make, uh, they can still continue to do what they were going to do with the with the addition of him. Uh, yeah, it's tough to have a DH only because you're right, you can't give those guys rest. They had Brandon Belt, 
this past season who could at least play a little first base if Vlad needed a, a day off the field or a day off his feet. You're never going to want to do that. Um, with Otani, like if Otani, you would assume would be playing over everybody else, but I think you can you can make him fit. And the the pitching is still a year away. You know, does he come back and start? Does he come back and and close? Because uh, you you're worried about the elbow breaking again. Who knows? But you know, the Blue Jays certainly, like any team, would be happy to make those accommodations for a guy who's the best player in the game and would be one of one of their best starting pitchers. Uh, and just to, one of the other things that AJ mentioned, the Jays have Yusei Kikuchi, who apparently was a hero of Otani's when Otani was growing up and playing through the ranks of uh, Japanese baseball. So maybe they use uh, Kikuchi to, to recruit him a little bit as well. Uh, I think if they were to get him, they would be more than happy to uh, make room for him and, and to do the things that they need to do uh, as far as the lineup is concerned, to, to make it fit. Hey, Mike, this was awesome. Appreciate having you on here for the first time. Um, just want to plug what you've got going on in your world, too, in addition to the writing, the Deep Left Field podcast hosted by Mike. Um, and it's a podcast from the Toronto Star, which obviously he is the columnist for on the baseball side, coverage, opinion, analysis. And I'm pretty sure I know what they're talking about lately on this pod. So go check it out. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Great to talk to you. And, uh, Good luck in your coverage here of trying to get some more info out of the Blue Jays right now. That's going to be tough to find things out, but but we'll do our best. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it a lot, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you too. Let's slap. Mike said, in fairness, some of the drunken stuff in the old days winter meetings would end up as video clips on TMZ today, I would imagine. <laughs> True. So they tell True. him to stay you, out of the bar. Yeah. You might have to have like a pri private party, private bar. You could set that. That actually would be awesome. Private social event, you know, very classy cocktails with all the GMs that you just put them all in a room and say, hey, let's just for, for a few hours. That actually is a good idea. Just There's have a good time. You can talk trades. You can talk life, whatever the hell you want. Right. I think that'd be cool. I Just got invited to a, one of the parties that was happening last night. Not all the GMs. It was it was like companies getting together with a couple teams, and they invite them in. And well, not a couple. Last night it was just one team, and they were like, "Hey, you coming to this party tonight?" I'm like, "No, that's like a 13 hour drive for me. I'm not going to make it." <laughs> yeah, it is good for teams getting together because the staffs are so big. Some of them, they they do all get to spend time face to face when you've got like scouts on the road all year, all that. They do make it important to to bring everyone together and get back on the same page, um, including actually, it sounds like the Yankees need to, which we'll get to in a few hours tonight because uh -huh. their assistant GM spoke. But I don't know if Cashman spoke. If he hasn't yet, he's going to. So we'll get his fresh comments. But the assistant GM said that they've got some some communication issues. So we'll get to that later. We do have manager extensions before that. A quick shout out to our friends at BetMGM. Um, their $1,500 first bet offer is on using the bonus code FOUL. If you're new to BetMGM, download the app or hit up BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least 10 bucks into your BetMGM sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. And if that happens, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so lastly, two things actually, all manager related. One, um, we had extensions for AJ Hinch and for Rob Thompson. Cool, makes sense, right? 
I mean, they deserve it. Here's Hinch extension with the Tigers. Um, that was actually, it already happened a couple months ago. So AJ, we're mad at you for not mentioning that when we had him on like a week ago. Um, but you when can I see asked Hinch's him if he's going to get his thousandth, if he's going to get his thousandth win as a Tiger or not, that would have been a perfect time to just be like, oh yeah, because I signed an extension. Thanks, AJ. I texted him that already. Appreciate, what did he say? Appreciate the heads up. He just, you should say, I'm not working for you unless you break something next time <laughs> on the show when you were sitting on news, Hinch. Come on. Yep. Um, but good. Good for him. Uh, it's a good fit there. And I think their best years are yet to come during his tenure there. I think they're going to be better this year. Um, and then for Rob Thompson, I didn't realize he only had the year to go on the extension that he had signed two years ago. So now he's signed through 2025, which is when a lot of their guys are still signed up through. I know there's some guys super long term like Harper and Trey, but some of the other guys are on deals that I think expire around the same time, like a Schwarber. Uh, Wheeler's actually up after next year. Man, we're going to talk a lot about Zach Wheeler this coming season if does it he again. doesn't sign if an he extension. Does it again. Man, he has been fucking awesome. So uh, congrats to Topper. He's been awesome there for Philadelphia. They should be a pretty strong contender this year. Plus, we haven't spoken a lot about the Phillies. Their big move, obviously, was NOLA, but I still think they're going to do something else as well. They're also printing money and they put it back into the team. So I don't think they're going to be completely silent this offseason. Does anyone else agree with that? I think they'll do something, maybe. I mean, they lost Kimbrell. I think they'll be at least in play for Hater, even though everyone says he's already going to Texas. Don't you think that that's a potential fit for them? Hater, if Wheeler says I won't sign an extension, Snell. I think Wow. You think they'll play for Snell? I think I think you have to be able to I think you have to be willing to say what else is available? If you don't sign what we're looking for, we need to make sure we have something after next year because Nola just signed up for seven years. And so I think I think there's I, – I don't know the relief market. I don't know what the relief market looks like outside of Hater, but that would be that would be a very Dombrowski-Philly type of move, getting an absolute lockdown closer – who's used to playing in a small park. Just saying. Oh, we have this from Alden Gonzalez. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said the team met with Otani in Los Angeles a couple of days ago for two to three hours. Quote, clearly show his our top priority. Go ahead. Go say it. They're out. Why would Dave Roberts jinx his team? There's one team that hasn't talked about him. White Sox. Let's go White Sox. That's not the only team. Half, 20, haven't. 20 out of 30 teams haven't talked about him, if not more. No, I heard a guy, I heard John Crux say Phillies were in on him the other day, so they're out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'll say that every team's in on Shohei if he signs for their price. Are they all out? Well, I mean, the Pirates, they could get him on a 10-year, $1 million contract. They're in. <laughs> Topper should well, have more than a one-year extension, too, by the way. I know, so should like, Hinch. What's the deal with that? Is to 25? Yeah. The difference is Topper went to game six of the World Series and game seven of the NLCS in his first two years. And one one year extension? Like, eh. granted, this is a guy that was looking, you know, he may have been getting out of the game had they not given him a managerial job partway through the season. But, like, hey, you know what? Maybe he got some extra cheese. But, and maybe teams just say, you know what? We're not going past a two-year deal. But he should have gotten more than one extra year. I totally agree. Say it with your chest. You're right. Mm-hmm. He should have gotten a little more. Um, and lastly, uh, before we say bye for a couple hours, we didn't get to this yesterday. And actually, good timing because we can get your word on him. 
uh, Jim Leland was elected to the Hall of Fame. The results were released. Oh, nice pick with AJ and Jim. Um, so Jim's 78 years old. He was in tears when he learned about this. Three-time manager of the year, three pennants, managed for 22 seasons, also won a World Baseball Classic title for Team USA. He's the 23rd manager to be inducted. I was surprised. First manager to be inducted since 2014. A lot Tony of time La in the game. 2014. What? Tony LaRusso was 2014. His guy. It was three guys, I think, in 2014. LaRusso was one of them, though. Yes. Um, but Pittsburgh, Florida, Colorado, Detroit. Um, just congratulations to him. Uh, I feel bad for Lou Pinella on the other end. He missed by one vote for the second straight election. And um, Cito Gaston, too, is another one that should be in consideration. Well, he didn't, but he didn't. It's, the process is super tough. It's super hard, I know. But listen, old Humperdinck. That's Leland's nickname because people don't know this about old Humperdinck. He can sing like lounge songs. So they nicknamed him Oliver Humperdinck, the old lounge singer. So that's what all his friends call him. So he's uh, he's one of the best, man. You saw that picture. I saw him in Detroit this year. I'm so happy for him and his family and uh, just one of my favorite people of all time. And I text him when he got in. I said, Jim, congratulations. I would have voted against you. And he just fired back. <laughs> of course you fucking would. <laughs> Somebody did. Yeah. But he I mean, that, listen, he missed one boat. He wasn't. It's all, yeah, but he's he's. I know he's so funny. Baseball lifer. I'm so happy for Jim. Congratulations, and I uh, can't wait to hear what he says. He he managed players. He definitely was not afraid of saying anything to anyone. He's a good <laughs> in-game manager. And lastly, I, I mean, I watched and listened to some of the interviews he's done, and we'll try and get him on soon too. Um, this was my favorite quote from him on Monday. He said on on managing players. If you mislead a player, you lose them forever. If you tell them the truth, you lose them for about 24 hours. I thought that was great and just good to bounce off you guys for this show because you've dealt with some some fakes, right, who don't tell you like it is. And you guys always say, just be honest with me. Like, you're an, you're an adult. You're a grown man. You just want to know what the freaking deal is and where you stand, which I think a lot of people can say in life for their jobs in general, how many people work for bosses that are just full of shit. So I just respected that quote a ton. Kratz, you like that? Oh, I love it. That's why he kept getting jobs and that's why AJ Pruszynski wants to get a picture with him. Like right. it's that personable, being personable and being a player's manager doesn't mean that you're boys, doesn't mean that you hate each other. It means you are the leader, a figurehead that creates better leaders in the clubhouse. So there's he's he's a guy besides besides all the the fact that he would hold his cigarettes and you would never know he's actually smoking them the stories that you hear about him about being the manager that everybody loves except for the people that he fired because he didn't really care about you know if he sent people down like eh, just need to make the team better like it's legendary and it's awesome that he is getting his just due going into the hall of fame one more before we go because we got a signing Ken just broke it. Kirby Yates to the Texas Rangers. Good fit. Great fit. The The Rangers are going to work on their bullpen. That is the number one priority for them, right? That's the one part that was a little shaky at times. It was definitely shaky during the regular season. They were able to patch it together during the season. But um, Yates you know, signed that two-year deal with Atlanta. It was two years, a little over eight mil. Um, with the club option, I guess, you know, he gets back to free agency. He had a nice return last year. I mean, you rehabbing. can get like, what? He was rehabbing. In what, the first last year? year? 
No, no. In, in oh, yeah. And the first year, the first year they gave him a million, and then most of it was backloaded. So about seven million bucks this past season. Sixty-one appearances, low three ZRA, eighty punch outs, and about sixty innings. So I mean, that's a damn good year for Kirby Yates. You can be overshadowed when you're on a team that has a strong bullpen like Atlanta, but he'll go over to Texas and, you know, if he looks like that, he'll be in their circle of trust. So that's exactly what the Rangers should be doing right now. Right. And it doesn't mean that they're out on Josh Hader either for anyone thinking about it. I mean, everyone needs basically infinite relievers. If you go into the season thinking, Ooh, I've got like four guys or five guys I really trust heading to the playoffs by the end of the season, you're going to trust about two of them. The other two are going to be hurt and one's going to be a maybe. So load up the Braves are doing it and the Rangers should be doing the same thing. There's another team, Kratz. I got nothing but praise for what Chris Young's been bringing to the table for Texas right now. They are doing it right. So watch out for the watch out for the Red Sox. I know Chris Young's, you know, kind of inherited an owner that's that's spending, but when you put a player in charge, a guy that's been out there, it just creates a different environment. So for all you Red Sox fans out there, especially ones that are working here for the show. This is going to be great for you, having a player as your GM. Yeah, with Breslow. It's a good call. Right. That's kind of what they're going for there. Oh, no, in your tank, head. But this one, is, <laughs> this one is completely planned for Shohei Otani. Just because wow. Shohei was there, I wore my Dunedin Blue Jays hat. I wore this more as a Phantom DL guy. Not ILDL because I was on the Phantom DL. Sweating through day games in Dunedin. You got to post that. That'll get a lot of love right now on, on the Show socials. Shohei yeah, can have it just, if he wants it. <laughs> people are living on the socials, just waiting for stuff to happen. So are we. We'll see everyone in about three hours, 6.30 Eastern, FT Live, always free on YouTube and wherever else you're watching or listening to us. But hang out with us on YouTube tonight. Um, we'll go over some hopefully signings and trades that emerge in the next few hours. We will see everyone then. And thanks to all the subs um, that we picked up today and everybody that was in the chat. It was uh, it was full of heat this Fire. afternoon. Fire. Yeah, I love it. We're all about it. Great time of year. See everyone soon tonight. Hey, get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM. New customers use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for a $1,500 first bet offer. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.